Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I think we're enjoying this 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 uh, intro know, music quite a lot. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm gonna stop that. <laughs> uh, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, welcome to our show, uh, Coffee Time with Maria Teresa CPA. If you are a returning uh, a member of the show, welcome back. If you're new, please give us a thumbs up or a, a hands up in the chat so we know you are new. Uh, <clears throat> I always encourage you guys to please go ahead and give us a, 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 um, a subscribe or like the channel that you are watching us from uh, so that you always get the alerts when we go live or when we are scheduling to go live. And we are going to be doing a few more shows. Like I, I have a, a different show that I have in mind. So stay on the lookout because I'm going to be putting out a lot more information on that down the line. Um, and of course, uh, just to quite a remember, remember that uh, we are going live with the uh, coffee time every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I am your host, Marie Torosian. Uh, I'm a certified public accountant and a charter global management accountant, an experienced auditor, and a CFO. Um, as a um, uh, uh, as an experienced uh, advisor, and um, I'm using my uh, valuation MT methodology to help uh, business owners to go from their first million to 10 million and more. I'm also a Grant Cardone licensee, and I'm 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 helping businesses you have know, through sales and marketing using his strategies. So with that, um, I want to skip through a little bit of the intro because I want to um, you know get into this very. Big, Cool conversation we're gonna have. So I want to do a quick intro to Pedro. Pedro, he's my featured guest and my tax colleague. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, uh, CPA, business and tax strategist. We're here to help you uh, with uh, taxation, minimization of taxation, um, and improving your cash flow and exit strategies. Uh, like I always say, we all gonna exit. It depends on how we're gonna exit. So. <laughs> We're here to help you in all different facets of your business and your financial goals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, uh, we both have uh, authored books and I'm going to go ahead and put the link and it's going to go down uh, um, down the thing in the banner. Um, and uh, just to give you guys heads up, uh, just a summary of things we've talked about in the past is uh, we've talked about partnership agreements, buy-sell agreements. We've talked about 1031 exchange. This was a very recent one, a couple of shows before. We've talked about how to use your car for business. Uh, some, there's a lot of crazy information out there. So what you should be doing is listening to us, the experts, uh, to the right thing. So don't listen to all these people writing up crazy ideas. Um, uh, we've also talked about how to stay motivated. And specifically last week, we talked about um, the, the current situation and the economy. What are the right things you should do to stay motivated and stay focused and how to speak to your advisors like us uh, to make sure that you're, <laughs> you're doing the right steps to keep your business going strong. And uh, so today we really wanted to focus on a very big discussion that's happening and, and, a specific, and we've mentioned a few things about this before. Uh, but very small areas, right, Pedro? So, but this is something that's going to come down the line because actually the IRS has been <laughs> definitely putting a lot of budgets out there to go through IRS audits. So this is a really big conversation and we really wanted to make sure we give you guys a lot of information on how you can protect yourself and make sure you are ready in case you do get a letter. So with that, of course, Pedro, 
both of us have been in the, you know, from the financial audit side, you know, we've both had that experience, but now that you are more on the tax side, so give us a little bit more of how, how you see this happening. What are some of the key things that you've already seen happen? And we'll take the conversation from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, for, for, there's a, a lot of misconceptions uh, about, especially tax audit. I think a lot of the entrepreneurs are aware or at least have some notion of what financial stimulus audits are. So I thought that, that to at least uh, bring uh, some clarification about what tax audits are uh, and how to help you so then um, uh, at least reduce the, the risk of you being exposed to a, an audit. Um, so again, uh, people think, uh, for example, the misconception of the IRS coming into your business or your house and knocking on your door, uh, you know, that is not really the, the reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not, they're not gonna be coming knocking on your door or oh, putting, just pad, <laughs> yeah, putting padlocks <laughs> and things like that. You probably have heard story, you probably have seen things like that, but that's usually, uh, what's, you know, in criminal cases, uh, where they, you know, they in the, those are really a small percentage. Right. Right. The thing is, it, it makes it into the media, makes a you know, makes it this big thing, and then so everybody gets, oh my God, the IRS is gonna come and knock on my door. But that's not the case. The the reality is that it usually comes in the form of a letter. That's usually what it is. You know, you receive a letter, and uh, is what we call a, a correspondence audit, mm -hmm. and that is the but the the majority of the the tax audits that you uh, the most people are gonna be exposed to when. Um, usually is where the uh, IRS needs some clarification. Uh, right. So similar to a, an audit uh, of financial statements, uh, when we're auditing your financial statements, we, we at times need clarification. Uh, so we, we will be asking you questions. So in the case of an IRS, they're going to send you a letter. And usually uh, the reason is because there's something that does not match with information provided to them by third parties. Right. That's right. usually what happens is that either you forgot to include a 1099 you uh, or the amount that you reported does not agree with the amount that they, it has already been reported to the IRS. Right. And, and that's what uh, most of the time triggers uh, those uh, audits. Now, uh, what I advise, uh, you know, uh, everybody, including people here that they're listening to us is that uh, the, the, the number one rule that I advise is that you should not represent yourself in, in a tax order. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you absolutely. Know, let, let somebody, uh, mm -hmm. you know, let your tax professional do what they have been trained to do, you know, and, and you focus on your business uh, and, and I'm more now talking to, but it, it applies even to, to the individual, let, focus on your family, focus on your business and let the tax professional uh, handle the situation and the communication with the IRS. In essence, create a buffer between you, uh, your home and or your business. Absolutely. It's basically all they have to do is, uh, you know, um, ask for the service and yeah. they would sign off a, a power of attorney and then you would be representing them, for example, in that case. Correct. Yeah. Um, simple, guys. Very simple. <laughs> no, it, it is. And especially when it comes to uh, uh, tax audits, I mean, it doesn't matter how simple or how complex the situation is. It, it pays off as to hire a tax professional right. and let them handle that situation. Um, the same way that you should have somebody prepare uh, your tax return, let somebody handle, you know, hire 
the experts and the professionals to handle your tax preparation and your accounting so it's done properly. Uh, and, and this is also another way that you're going to reduce your risk of uh, being audited. You know, having good, solid, clean uh, books, it will certainly pay off in the long run. I know I have said this many, many times, but I can tell you that when you get that letter, and especially if you don't have very good record keeping, is when you realize, oh crap, you know, because uh, you're not gonna get a, a letter today about to 20, uh, 2021 or 2020. Right, you're gonna go backwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, like uh, this week, uh, somebody uh, uh, came to my office uh, and they received a letter for 2018. So, you know, I mean, so to go back, and if you have, if you don't have good record keeping, imagine trying to recreate something from 2018 now. Yes, it's it's, it's going to be uh, almost impossible or very very uh, costly. So again, key, uh, hire professionals to handle your your representation for tax uh, audits, and hire professionals to handle your ongoing accounting and tax preparation. So. Now, the big question is, and usually when I get asked is, uh, how the heck did I get picked? <laughs> why? Why did why they pick me? And now, there is statistics that are issued, but even the IRS, uh, and I like to look at it, you know, uh, we as accountants and tax, uh, we love numbers. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it will probably uh, give you a headache, but the information is public, is a uh, publication 55. Mm -hmm. And uh, the IRS issues this information and then they are sharing uh, historical data. And it, with that, you can tell which uh, uh, type of uh, uh, individuals, levels of income, uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, an S corp versus a, a C corp versus a partnership. You can tell which one have a higher propensity for audits. Um, they also have something called a discriminate uh, discriminate function system. What the heck does that mean? Right. Of course, they have to pick the most complicated words so that nobody really understands what they're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But again, if, you, if especially people like yourself and myself, we have done financial statement audits. What basically right. what it means is, uh, you know, so you can probably figure what it is by yeah. because of our background. But uh, the general right. public will look at that and they're going to look at discriminate. Oh, so they're discriminating. No, what it is right. is they are the discrimination is not you individually. Is a discrimination in the sense of selecting certain industries. The way it's right. Exactly. So they know that there's certain industry they have a higher propensity of misrepresentation of income. And right. so uh, those type of industries will will get uh, picked more than other industries. And so I'm it's not what I'm saying. Is, it's not, hmm? Do you have any top of mind certain industries? Well, uh, yeah, usually it's going to be, for example, uh, industries that handle a lot of uh, cash transaction, even as of today. Uh, for mm -hmm. example, you know, I, you know, uh, the statistics still prove, like, for example, restaurants, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, laundromats, uh, car wash. Uh, a lot of guys? Hmm? No, I'm saying, do you hear that, guys? <laughs> those yeah. who are listening. Yeah, so those are gonna have a higher propensity to to exposure of audits, and and so if you are in those type of industries, 
it, it behooves you to, again, having a very good accountant to, to help you track those numbers. And uh, because, again, uh, you probably have a higher propensity for audits and right. you have to be prepared for that. So, you know, higher uh, uh, those type of industries. So, that, again, the discrimination is that because you are in a certain industry that uh, they statistically has proven that has a higher they have found more errors in those. those so they're going to. Just like in order to your financial statement, we're going to then divert our resources into those into areas. Area. Right. Exactly. We're going to get a, a higher return of our resources by targeting these type of industries. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that, that's what that, that, that other methodology they're using. You know what I mean? So they, right. they already have the kind of statistics. Um, now, something that will surprise some people um, the other one is uh, uh, traders, uh, especially uh, recent and in recent uh, times as uh, traders and securities and people involved in crypto. They're, mm -hmm. gonna, they're also uh, big targets. It's not because of the um, cash, but because of some of the, the and I'm not going to get into the specifics right now, but basically those are also another area that tends to have higher exposure, or at least the IRS is paying more attention to those uh, to those uh, uh, taxpayers. Right, and we did cover a little bit of that uh, crypt crypto and some of the regulations that are coming down the pipeline, guys. So if you can just go back after the show and check out that that, that yeah. episode, it was about 10 episodes back. <laughs> uh, so again, uh, you know, you have to put yourself on, uh, on the side of the auditors or basically uh, they have identified they have accumulated a lot of data on, again, type and levels of income, including regions. They understand that certain regions of the United States tend to have a higher propensity for errors. And so mm -hmm. they, they are going to uh, be targeting those. So, so they, they, in essence, are signing in a way kind of points. So, you know, the more points, you become a more of a target. And so they're right. saying, you know, uh, Let's basically let's go and take a look at these uh, returns. Uh, they are uh, the the they're not uh, that this discriminate discriminate system is not made out public exactly how, but again, people like yourself and myself that have a training in, in auditing, we kind of have an idea. I mean, I'm not going to tell you the the uh, we we understand that because of the nature of the business, you're going to have a, more, a higher right. exposure. Um, right. Now, in my 25 years of experience, uh, most of the audits I have represented don't turn into a nightmare. And this is even what I want to, you know, the, why it's important, one, when you receive the letter to quickly uh, bring somebody to, to help to represent you and right. to address it quickly uh, because it, it will it will keep everything under under control. You know I mean, the same right. happened for right. financial statement audits when you are yes. uh, you're auditing a company and you see them hesitating answering your question or providing you the records that you need uh, yes. to, to issue your opinion. So yes. it raises exactly. your level of concern and it's like, why is it that I'm not getting a response? The same happens okay. for the IRS. You know, they sent you a letter and you're not responding to that letter. So why you're not responding? So now you're, well, you're all you're doing is raising the level of, of alerts to them of and to potentially expand the audit something that could have been resolved very quickly right now, but for because of your fear now you have done is 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 cause a bigger problem for you 
but I can assure you that most of the audits do not turn into nightmares. They're not going to come into uh, put padlocks on your home or your business if, if you address it promptly and um, professionally. However, right. I have seen during my time uh, a share of tax audits that do turn ugly and, and usually uh, is because people that make uh, make up stuff. You know, I mean, right. uh, they 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 basically are reporting things that that cannot be backed up. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And that's There's usually one. Yeah. Right. And that's usually right. one. You're gonna see the trouble. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I encourage people is that to have really clean uh, record keeping, to have uh, uh, receipts, especially for very critical and, and material items. If you're buying equipment, you bought a car, exactly. you, uh, you know, yeah. you should have uh, at leases, for example. You know, the fact that if you have a lease and they're going to be looking at your, your uh, rent expense and you say, well, I don't have a copy of the lease. That's, 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 well, you, <laughs> you don't have a copy of your lease. You know, so things like that. Yeah, exactly. I know. Trust me, it has happened. You know what I mean? That they can, like, what do you mean yeah. that you don't have a copy of your lease? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, having those, those kind of uh, documentation, you know what I mean? Of uh, uh, you bought a building, you should have your settlement statements. Uh, if, you exactly. do, if you're doing major repairs, I mean, improvements. I bought the building and I have to redo the whole top floor. Okay. Exactly. So major construction. Every that detail. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I remember um, when I was at my old employer's office, that's something that we did. We spent about, I think, close to 50,000 worth of, you know, leasehold improvements we had to do one of those years. And then portion of that, let's say on the furniture and fixture side, we had about, I think, $40,000 worth of in-kind kind of like furniture donations. So I had a full-on schedule. I knew when the auditors were to come in because now I'm on the inside, on my corporate side. I knew what the auditors were going to ask. I had every detail, every single invoice, every single what it was for listed in a schedule to make sure. And then from there, of course, once you capitalize it, then, you know, because every single thing has to be covered, guys. Every single thing has to be listed, covered, all the pages attached because that's the only way you're going to prove that, you know, your intention was to you make sure that your records are there and there's no funny business. Correct. And again, uh, just what you just explained is the reason why to hire a professional. You could say, for example, in your case, just a simple fact that you have been involved in, in financial statement audits, you understand the, mm -hmm. why is it so critical to have all this documentation. So when Absolutely. the auditor, in this case, the tax auditor comes in, I already have all of the documentation basically ready. In essence, I have performed a quick internal audit. I, yes. I already identified the areas of risk and I have already the, the documentation. So when the auditor, the tax auditors come to me with, in this case with me, I already have the information in essence laid out for them, makes the audit go a lot faster. They, their level of, of uh, concern for it is minimized. Yeah. And, and they face basically check off and they say, okay, so let, let's move on. What, again, going back to the uh, nightmares, what usually also happens is when the information is incomplete, you do have record keeping, but the information that they're asking is incomplete uh, also causes them concern because now you have incomplete data. I'm, I have to expand my audits. Yes. And so right there, your causing is unnecessary now, potentially, okay, so I might move out of a, an area that I was auditing because the information is incomplete, inconsistent, and now what basically you're doing is, is in essence for me to satisfy myself that, that there is no 
other misstatements in the tax return, I have to let me look at another area. And that's when right. the oopsie daisy, because we did not prepare for that. Oh. Now they, they start looking into your contract labor. They found out, well, you know, you don't have 1099s. Right. And now <laughs> you have a huge problem. You know what I mean? Right. So, it becomes that unraveling of, uh, you exactly. know. <laughs> so if we can narrow, keep the auditor, in essence, in the area that they initially identify, and we can supply them the information that they're asking for quickly and, you know, incomplete, right. in, in then you basically, I have seen this audit being wrapped up pretty quickly, and they sign off, and, and in some cases, maybe some minor adjustments that sure. is better. Listen, just sign off on this. Let's move on. <laughs> because you don't want them to start going into other areas and potentially find other problems. <clears throat> yes, yes, absolutely. And then I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, for our listeners and, and, and those who are watching us live, um, you know, if, if you feel that you, you're unsure right now, you're listening to us and you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not sure uh, I did something myself or I'm not sure I can no longer get in touch with my past CPA or accountant or the filer or whatever, uh, you are more than welcome to to send us an email and we can very easily look at your past three, four, five years of tax returns and review and see if there's any anything that could be a misstatement and you can always file an, an amendment. Yes, Pedro? Correct. And, and, and that's, you know, when we take over new accounts, uh, we, you know, you we, do that anyway. yeah. we, we ask for at least a two to three years back. We look at those returns. We uh, see if there's anything there that could potential, like you said, be a potential area of risk. The reason for the two or three is because that's the open window for the typical audits. Now, for example, they still, right now, they're still looking at 2018. It'll be closing very soon, but it's still open, meaning that 2018 is still an open uh, period for audits. So you have to look at those returns and see if there's anything there that could, you know, be a area of exposure. And if necessary, it's better, you know, if, if necessary to file an amendment before you get uh, called uh, for an order. So now what I wanted to do is to kind of share with you a couple areas of the groups, more specifically some, some of the areas, and some of them might surprise you of who has the higher exposure for audits. Awesome. And so, for example, um, let's say that you and I, just to give you an, uh, an idea, X, we're in, in uh, uh, equal X, you and I equal X, okay? Now, there's a group that is 5X, and you'll be surprised who that group is. And, and it, it kind of stumbles a lot of people. And it's not what most people think, and that is uh, people making less than $25,000. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the right now, especially right now, they get, they they tend to be a higher target. Now you wonder why? I mean, they're, they're in a low income, and actually there was some articles back a couple of years back about, especially right around the COVID period, uh, because they they felt that they were being uh, unjustly uh, targeted. But the reason, again, think about it. The reason, again, you got to think about it from the auditor's perspective. Right. Everything is for misstatements. Or They're not targeting you because you are low income. It's because when the, the when you are in that threshold of $25,000 or so, um, and I will probably go a little higher because, again, families of two, three, or four, they're, they're right. a little income, but it usually has to do with the tax credit that you're entitled to. Mm. And there is a higher propensity of errors being made of claiming those type of credit, the earning income credit, and the, for example, and the, the child tax credit. 
that because of that, they have targeted those type of returns that they tend to take longer to review and they'll be asking for additional information. Mm. So that type of group will tend to have a higher risk of, of being, again, audited. Again, keep in mind that when I talk about audits, it's going to be the letter, the letter that's going to be asking you for additional information. And, right. and so that's a group that tends to have a higher exposure uh, for being audited. And again, it tends to kind of uh, baffle a lot of people, but it is a, a targeted group. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one is going to be uh, uh, individuals that file Schedule C. And I have mentioned this before here, and I tell, uh, you know, not only my client, but other people that ask me the question is Schedule C. Schedule C tends to be highly audited. Hmm. It has a higher propensity for audit, sole proprietorship, compared to, to uh, for example, in uh, 1120S, uh, there's a, a eight times uh, higher audits uh, it's an 8x uh, compared wow. to, uh, to an 1120s. And so <clears throat> when you're filing at a Schedule C, just be keep in mind that that you potentially, you, you know, you are putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have a higher exposure for, for audits. Now, you again, you wonder, but why Schedule C? You know what I mean? Because uh, most of the time is uh, the there's a, a lesser... Uh, accountability accountability in a sense of uh record keeping accounting they tend right. to find more errors in there's no for example there's no balance sheet there's no uh you know most of most of the schedule c's that you see filed right uh, they lack of a corporate structure they don't run it you know and I, I, some people might feel offended about it but they don't run it like a business you know what i mean true they're like the self-employed they're not really keeping track of things like a proper business yes correct Correct. You know, it, it's, it's unlikely that the sole proprietor will show up at, uh, at my office or your office with a full set of uh, financials, <laughs> uh, with a QuickBooks, and, right, you know, right. reconcile bank statements, separate bank statements from their personal. Right. You know, so yes. creating the separate. So what happens is that the IRS is looking at, at, the, at the Schedule C. This right. individual is an alter ego of, of, in this case, of Marie. <laughs> So what Marie is doing is running a lot of her personal expenses through, it, or we don't know where Marie starts and when the uh, business, the Marie, uh, I don't know, enterprise that, uh, that she created, DBA, where does this one start? You know, where Marie starts and ends and where might the business. So that's why when you're Schedule C, you're exposing yourself also to be, uh, to look into your personal ex uh, records, you know what I mean? Because they don't know. And most right. of the Schedule C's, most of them do not separate. You know what I mean? They don't have separate bank accounts. And I tell people, listen, what you're doing is exposing all of your, all of, all of it to, to be part of the audit. Right, right, right. And would that make a difference if, let's say, the person filing a Schedule C has a separate business and a separate business EIN? Or does it make, you know, wouldn't matter? Uh, well, again, you're not required to have a separate EIN. The, the EIN by itself is not what is going to make a difference to me. If you, if you choose, you know, the thing is that what I, and again, I might offend some people with it, but this is my personal opinion, it's not Marie's, <laughs> is that, that uh, they're doing it on the cheap. Yeah, I mean, so this is individuals that are kind of trying to keep it. I, I don't want to create a new entity. I don't want to pay somebody to have to prepare my my 1065 or an 1120, 1120S. That's an additional, quote unquote, additional cost. 
So they try to keep it, you know, very kind of low, low budget. I don't want to pay somebody. So I'm going to do an Excel spreadsheet and here are my income, my expenses. <laughs> That's what usually what happened. But that is what they, the IRS also knows that. They know that that most of these 11, that's why, again, all they're trying to do is, is target the resources to the areas where they can find the most mistakes with the least amount of effort. Right. Just right. like you and I, when we're looking at financial statements, we're going to target those areas where potentially, you know, where the higher risk of misstatements are going to be. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. It's so they're looking at Exactly. So Schedule Cs tend to have a higher propensity for audits, uh, and because of the nature. So if you if you choose to uh, do run your business as a Schedule C, just have good record keeping. Again, right. you know, good clean uh, record keeping. Separate your business. Uh, in essence, create a separation of business, right. you know, and your personal. You know, yeah. Marie Enterprises, Marie Individual. You know, separated. So all of your transactions. Is running through it exactly right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So you know, just uh, how can you prevent uh, you know, <laughs> so how can you prevent uh, being audited? Uh, which is another uh, question that I was asked. You know, one with information that we share here today, avoid those areas that could potential exposure to risk. Now, sure. some cases it cannot be avoided. <clears throat> You're running a cash uh, 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 cash intensive business. So the way to mitigate to lower your risk, record keeping, right? Good absolutely. Clean accounting. You know yes. I mean, that, that's how you you lower your risk. Or when you get audited, then at least I know I can address it quickly and less expensively. Is it by doing the? Uh, I will look into the the twelve dirty. Uh, what do they call it? The the twelve dirty. Uh, 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 the IRS publishes every year. And usually there, they're going to list what they consider the, the, the 12, it's called the 1230 something. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, uh, the 1230 dozen. The 1230 dozen. Oh, okay. I mean, no, no, the 1230 dozen. The, the, the dirty dozen. So, you know, the IRS dirty, uh, dirty dozen. But basically, are going to be these uh, uh, sometimes uh, syndications that are being promoted. One that tends to come up a lot is called the syndicated uh, conservation easements. Okay. So again, th these are going to be people that have uh, means, and then the, so they're, they're looking for tax credits. They're looking for ways to 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 shelter some monies, and are done through certain areas that the IRS has already identified that there's a lot in some cases fraud committed through those. And so if you're involved in some of them, even though you personally might not be thinking, I'm not committing any fraud, but you're putting yourself in, in that bucket, in that group. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, business tax credit, I know, and you have heard me uh, uh, advising clients about business tax credits, but there's also been abuses done in through through those. So for example, right. research and development tax credit is, is, a, is a powerful uh, tax credit yes. used in business, it's legal. So that's I'm not that it, the reason what it happens with this one compared to what I mentioned about the uh, the easements is that people are claiming credits that are not they're not entitled or the amount calculated is is overstated. Mm. So that's why it's yes. you, know, you have to make sure that if you're going to have this type of business tax credit, people know exactly how to calculate this. So then you're not putting yourself in a situation where it's miscalculated. 
Awesome. By the way, I put the link for that IRS 30 dozen. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah. For, uh, so those who are watching us and uh, right now can actually check it out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you might be in one of them. <laughs> it's, oh, no. <laughs> so, and I know uh, the chat actually, whatever I post now live, and uh, I know it stays uh, on the Facebook page, but not on the YouTube page. But yeah, on the Facebook page, it does stay even after we go offline. Uh, so at least it'll be right there if anybody comes back to watch the replays. Awesome, awesome. Any any other last minute uh, thoughts on the IRS audit that you wanted to cover? I think uh, again, uh, to conclude, respond promptly to yeah. IRS uh, letters. Hire a professional to represent. Hire awesome. a professional to maintain your record keeping clean. Uh, good good record keeping will will pay off in the long run. Absolutely. Well said, sir. Well said. And then, guys, uh, we might actually continue the, the audit conversation and, and spend a little bit more time on the financial audit uh, next week, because um, obviously the audit conversation can be very long and financial audits are also something that you may require at some point in time uh, as your business is growing. So we'll cover that next week. So we already have our subject for next week. So please come back and listen to that. Um, so we are already at 34 minutes. I hope you really, really enjoyed today's show. Um, you know, please make sure to subscribe, like, and share, invite your friends, invite your family to see the show. We are putting out so much great information for you guys. So we really want you to come and enjoy and, and, uh, the show and then learn with us. Exactly. And uh, so before we leave, I want to uh, leave you with a quote from motivational speaker Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope that we are two of the five people you are spending your time with uh, to, to learn from us to, and, and grow your business. Uh, until our next episode, have a wonderful and blessed week. Bye. Okay.